0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order Special Edition Faith Friday here with my friend, Pastor Pamela Cohn. Pamela is the founder and CEO of Curated Spaces, LLC. She's married to Pastor Stephen Cohn, who she works alongside of as his assistant pastor at Dominion CLGI, located in Dayton, Ohio. The couple has been in ministry for over 25 years. Pamela is the mother of three beautiful children and Mimi to two adorable grandchildren so far. She wholeheartedly believes being a minister is what she was predestined to be. She is extremely humbled by this God-given assignment to feed his sheep. She's a published author of curated spiritual content and curated spiritual growth, unapologetically phenomenal. Wisdom Seekers Weekly Devotional and Destiny Chaser. Pamela is currently pursuing her Master of Arts in Ministry, Biblical Studies at Indiana Wesleyan University. Her new podcast, Sunday Mornings with Pamela Cohn, is set to air beginning in January of 2024. Pamela Cohn, thank you for being here and welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It is such an honor. There are so many zingers in that intro of, of just key phrases that I am passionate about and I can't wait to hear more about. Um, what do you mean that you're predestined to be a minister? What does that mean?
1: To me, that means that uh, according to Ephesians, that I was predestined before the foundation of the world. And so it blows my mind that God had me in mind before he created Eve. And so just think about that. And Jeremiah tells us that he knows the thoughts and the plans, depends on what uh, translation you read, thoughts Mm -hmm. and plans that he has for us. And so um, those are thoughts and plans that I want. And so when I am in ministry, And I'm in that space. I always say I'm a minister. There's two things I know for sure. That God called me to preach and he gave me three children because I was there when I had them. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: those are two (laughs) things I know for sure. And so when I'm in the space of ministry, that's it for me. Whether it's teaching, whether it's preaching, whether it's giving someone a word of encouragement, or even just now how we're talking about who we are in God. I know that's my lane. That's where I'm supposed to be. And just to know that he chose me, he chose me. And I believe who we are um, came with the breath of God. When he breathed the life, breath of life into man and into us, everything that we need for our journey came with that breath. And so, of course, Mm -hmm. we develop talents and abilities along the way we even develop in our calling. going for my master's now, but it came with the breath and it's my journey. It's who I'm supposed to be. And, uh, that's the name I'll answer to. You'd call me many things, but you can call me preacher.
0: Right. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. So as, as a preacher, as a pastor who's serving Mm -hmm. in a local church in the Dayton area, what was it like for you? expanding that ministry outside of the church walls why did you do that why was that important for you to do
1: oh wow that's a wonderful question David because uh, I was thinking about this morning so I hope he asked me that question <laughs> um I started having a desire to do that when I begin to see people shy away from church I begin to see them um <coughs> excuse me not just flock into the doors. I grew up in a time where the church was on a church was on every corner. I grew up in a small southern town in northeastern Arkansas, Blytheville, Arkansas, and literally in my neighborhood, there was a church on every corner. And you knew people, you knew families by their last name, how many children they had, where their daddy worked, their mama worked, and where they went to church. You know, that's that neighborhood I grew up in. So you went here, you went there. My family, we grew up next door to the church. My parents were founding members. Um, So. And when my father passed away, he was the oldest, longstanding founding member. He was the only one that was still there. Mm -hmm. So church is important to me, but no one's knocking no one was knocking the church doors down. So I began to ask God, Lord, give me a way to minister outside of the four walls of the church in a way that people can receive it. And I started with women because women started being drawn to me. And um, I started very kind of Holy Spirit inspired, of course and led me to to do so i was studying out of proverbs one day in 2020 you know we were in a pandemic it was in the summer and my husband was encouraging all of us take this time to draw closer to the lord you have more time than you normally would and so i was studying and the spirit spoke to me said be proverbs and i said okay and so proverbs had a lot of talk has a lot of practical knowledge and one of the things that I honed in on was, uh, being slow for being sluggard. And so at that time, all of our young people were like sleeping at two o'clock. So, you know, that made a good sermon on Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet they love that too. didn't Ooh,
1: they? I lit them up like the 4th of July. And so,
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: No, so I did. I did. I did. And so, um, so after I finished reading it, you know, the uh, it's 31 chapters. I finished reading, reading it. Then I got to uh, September and one of my friends on Facebook says, I'm reading Proverbs, join me. And so arrogantly I said, I already did that, sis. It's wonderful. God bless. <laughs> Dismissive. And so the next month I was working, I had a position at this time working with entrepreneurs and I had a speaker come talk about financial management. And in the middle of his discourse, he said, You guys don't have a money problem. You have a wisdom problem. And I read mm. Proverbs every day. And he began to tell how and I said, Okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. I surrender. And so I started reading Proverbs from that time, fall, October 2020, every day. About March twenty-one. Um A lady was uh, giving like some mentoring coaching. She said, you know, you do this podcast, Curated Conversations. I had that going. And she said, why don't you do something more intimate? Why don't you teach Bible study? I said, you know, I teach Bible study. I make it call every Sunday. I I preach enough, at least three times a week, twice for sure. Mm -hmm. I said, "I, I don't have that much oil to pour out for a birth to Bible study. And who would come? So that summer, I was in my same prayer spot. And the Holy Spirit said, will you do the, Bible, the virtual Bible study? And I said, Lord, I think this is you. <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, Lord. Yeah. I gave the same excuse. I don't have that much oil to pour out. He said, but you read Proverbs every day. And I said, Lord, I do. And I said, okay, yes. I said, what well, would I name this, this uh, Bible study? And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm seeking wisdom. He said, why don't you call it that? So I started started calling it Wisdom Seekers. And guess what, David? The women came. And guess what they were doing? They were seeking wisdom. And uh, they come. Some of them may not attend church regularly. Some of them uh, may go to other churches. But what I find about outside of these church walls, it's just not women that will not go to church anymore. It's women who are in church but want an intimate, safe space to grow spiritually.
0: Yeah,
1: And at the crux of curated spaces, the content is to grow spiritually. And, um, and so that's what I'm finding. And so this year, we rebranded it to Wisdom and Grace um, because we're walking in wisdom and we're growing in grace. And so we do Right now, a biannual cohort, they last about 10 weeks and they're excited and I was sick. I had a stroke. That's a whole nother story. I had a stroke at the end of February of this year. And so I was closed in the house and healing and, and not doing much and had to suspend a lot of things. And they were like, "Are you coming back? Are you okay? Are you coming back for the the Bible study? You're gonna we're gonna come back, right?" And so when I announced Wisdom and Grace was coming back in September, they were so excited, and they're growing. The Holy Spirit shows up virtually. Yes, he does. He shows up online, and um, they learn. We pray together. We cry together. We believe God together. We learn together. And no matter how many times. We study proverbs. So I got one
2: of those. Too. Sorry. That's okay. I'm no going to close my office door. That's okay.
0: I I was not expecting them home so soon. Well,
1: <laughs> that's okay.
0: And neither was the dog.
1: We puppy sit sometimes. <laughs> 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 my son has a dog, so we puppy sit. So, um, but what I find out that no matter how often we study Proverbs, it's always something new. So this is outside of the And for them, it's outside of where they normally go. I'm not their pastor. Um, I'm their Bible study leader in this space. I'm sharing but we are growing together. And what stays in the wisdom and grace, what goes on in the wisdom and grace room stays in the wisdom and grace Zoom room. Mm. And so uh, we're taking that to a retreat. Uh, where we can openly share it's amazing how you will share with me and your sisters they will online mm. but they won't share with their sister sitting next to them in the pew yeah yeah and what i'm finding is we put on church We put Mm -hmm. on spirituality. We have the right conversation. We use the right vernacular. We use the right ecclesiastical jargon and phrases. I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you doing today? I'm well and I'm good. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you know you could be on the verge of tears. But you don't want to say. And so, as I mentioned, I had a stroke. So when people call me or text me and asked me how I was doing, if I was having a good day, I would say I'm having a wonderful day. And if they would text me on the day that I was in a lot of pain, it's not a good day. Well, you know, God is a healer. Yes, I do. But you asked me how I was doing today. Allow Mm -hmm. me to be honest and -hmm. authentic and say, Girl, it ain't a good day. (laughs) You know, let me say that. And so I I think that's why this space. Outside the church walls, is gaining traction, and that's why it's important. And uh, and it's being fostered, and I'm I being able to translate that to to uh, dominion. And mm. you know, as they say, you keep it real life. We are real human beings having a spiritual journey. Yeah. And, and these fragile bodies. <laughs> You know, and so I think that's why outside of the space. And then I also find, David, that we cannot, we're not so compassionate in the church. Can I say that? We can be a little judgy.
2: But Jesus didn't minister that way. He did not.
1: He did not. Those that they would tell to leave Jesus alone. Those are the ones he wanted to heal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the women who were um, living outside the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that he ministered to. The ones that yeah. said, "If you knew that what kind of woman she was, you wouldn't talk to her." Those are the one, Those are the women that he ministered to. The woman caught in the very act. I was thinking about that the other day. I said, okay, now, was she married or was he married? But well, she must not have been a bondwoman because they said she committed adultery under the law. And so I said, wow, that's interesting. And, you know, that's a little voyeurism right there because how did they know? You know, I was going through all mm-hmm. these things in my mind. But Jesus wasn't even concerned about any of that. He, he said, go and send no more. The woman at the well, she had so many husbands because she was barren. She couldn't, and so she just they kept leaving her because she was barren, she couldn't give an heir. And so, um, but she just had so much come, he said, I could use you. And she started a two day revival that, that Jesus preached, and then she preached all down the coast. Fantina did, and yeah. so we see man looks on the hour, but God looks at the heart. And so, if you get out of that space, and hopefully, this can transfer into into um, our church spaces more, out of what you see. What does God see?
0: Yeah.
1: What, and, um, and so... Um,
0: Pamela, you, you mentioned spiritual growth as being yeah. the driver of a lot of what you do. Why is that important in your mind?
1: Oh, thank you for asking that. Um, because we can say, I've been in church since I was eight
2: years old. True, true,
1: true. So we measure by that. We can measure by how we can, how many scriptures we can quote. It doesn't mean that they're written on the tables of our hearts.
2: Hmm.
1: We have so many ways that we think we can measure growth, our spiritual growth. Where I go every Sunday. So, oh, the pastor sure did preach. And you ask them Wednesday, well, what did you learn? What did you commit to that you get you gain from his message or her message? By Wednesday, unless you have reviewed that teaching, in 72 hours, you're going to lose more than 70%. Now, that's any and mm-hmm. all training. That's a mm-hmm. fact. I didn't make it up. That's a fact. You can Google that. So it's the same with the word. If I deliver or you deliver a message on Sunday and and they don't go back and think about and ponder those three points you gave them and they don't commit to that, take that in prayer and review it by Wednesday, it was just a good word. And we can get um, hooked on, feel good. I feel good. I want to church. Church makes you feel good. It does. The music. Oh, my son, he gets laying on that organ. Oh, yes. It makes you feel good. Church yeah. can make you feel good. Yeah. yeah. But Tuesday, you're going to need what the man said, what the woman said. You're going to need it. And then you need to turn around and say, okay, Lord, I'm I I'm committing to what I heard. That you might be the Lord of my life. I'm committing to what the pastor taught us. Mm-hmm. And then that's transformational. So in the, spirit, in the curated spiritual growth journal, every time you receive something, you write down the notes. Then you review it in your de- private devotional time. Your, we can be um, spoon-fed. And the preacher or the teacher spoon-feeds us. We should take the oneness of our own spiritual growth whether it's healthy or not, just like we do our bodies. And so I go back and I should read that. You preach, David. Oh, Pastor David. No, he preached. My Lord, what a powerful word. Monday, Tuesday, in my devotional time, I need to go back to those notes. And then I need to make a commitment to myself and to God, what I received, and ask him to write that on the tip of my heart. And and how is it applicable to my life? Then a month from now, I'm going back and I'm going through the sermons and the messages that you've given me. What was my commitment? How did it show up in my life? Because it should show up because we're preaching and teaching according to the needs of the people. Mm, Yeah. Right. And then what does the Bible tell us? It's going to accomplish that which he sent it out to do. So it should be an end result. I should see it. I should see it. You should see it. Fruit thereof
0: you mentioned proverbs anything. you mentioned proverbs there there's a there's i believe it's in chapter in the 4th chapter of proverbs it says the path of the righteous is like the the shining of the sun that rises ever brighter until the full mm-hmm. light of day and mm-hmm. I, I didn't quote it perfectly because I, like you, I, I'd like to look at different translations and yes. um, sometimes they all converge in my mind. But that picture of the sun rising and getting brighter and brighter is is a analogy to our souls of, mm-hmm. of the character of God being developed within us. And um, yeah, it just, you, you reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Sunday mornings with Pamela Cohn.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Oh, what God. what what are you doing with this new project? What what's it like? What is Sunday mornings with Hamlet Cohn? How is it different than what's already out and available to people?
1: So it's been two years on my heart and two years on my vision board. So for anyone that's waiting for God to give them a green light on something, wait, He will. Mm-hmm. And so um, Sunday mornings, I this is what I think. I want to hear if I had an aerial view, looking from heaven. I want to hear the sounds that go to heaven on Sunday morning, the sermons, the music, all across. I think as churches, we can be in our silos, right? Um, Whatever our culture, whatever our background, whatever our demographic area, whatever, whatever. And we think of this is the body of Christ, but the body of Christ is global. So can you imagine just that's mind blowing, isn't it? Can you imagine in all the languages, the people who believe in God on any day that's worshiping him, but in specifically on Sunday morning in unison. So somewhere between 6 a.m. and the hours of 4 p.m., heaven is bombarded with praise Right, because so our our global cultural norm is when we set aside time to go and worship. And whether that is in English, Spanish, German, French, Italian, oh my God, you name it, all of that is going to heaven. So Sunday mornings with Pamela Cohn, I want to talk to people who love God, who live all over. I'm praying for a global m- movement. I'm praying. I want to listen to worship that's uh, bilingual. Bilingual. I've been listening to a lot of Spanish worship music. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. it's So beautiful. And uh, uh, just think about all the different, the spreading of the gospel all over the world. Uh, even going to Whitecliffe. Have you been there in Florida?
2: Yeah.
1: You got to go. You got to go. We'll talk about that offline. You all have right. to go just their their work with translating the Bible into all the different languages mm-hmm. that even broadened this idea. And so this is going to be an ongoing, longstanding uh platform to be able to 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 recognize that we're not isolated. Dominion is not isolated from the body of Christ. We're connected to a whole global um network of believers as he said that we would receive the blessing of Abraham and Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. And we can, we can do like this and we can just stay in our little lane where I go to this church and I'm in this ministry and so forth and so on. Sunday mornings is going to be just, I believe an explosion and opening our eyes. Hopefully that's my prayer. And that's how God gave it to me of who has been accepted into the beloved?
0: Who, who should be on the lookout for this podcast series that you're going to be doing? And um, who, are, who is it designed for, would you say?
1: Everybody and anybody. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say people who love church. Come on. Some some people love church and I'm a, I'm a lover. I love church. I love church. I love to have a good church. I love church. I love church. I love the smell of church. I love the design of church. I love to ride by and see a pretty church. I love church because again, I grew up next door to the church my parents helped build. Um, And I watched them build it. So it's going to be ushering you into the presence of God. It's going to be talking to individuals who love God. And when you find someone that loves God and they're ex- they're excited about loving God, you get excited because I'm talking to you and you're like me. You love God.
0: Yeah, yeah we're family.
1: People who have lost that get kind of uh, weary, be not weary in your well-doing. And, but it can happen. Can it not? It can yeah. happen too. when you're a frontline soldier. You can get wo- wo- weary. But if you could plug into Sunday mornings with Pamela Cohn on a Sunday morning, you are gonna get that fire back. Okay. You're gonna get that fire back to. But you know what? God, you're good. This I'm just but a, a, a participant of what you're doing globally. Oh my God, I'm just a part of the number. But you're doing great things all over the all over the globe this whole world, and I'm not alone. And that's what Elijah said. I, I am I alone. He said, you're not alone. I have, five, I have 500 prophets that have not bowed their knee to Baal. And so sometimes we can get where we think we're all alone in ministry. We're all alone in life. No one else is going through this. It could be something that you can hear on Sunday mornings with Pamela Cone. you know what, God? You're a big God. I serve an awesome God. And in return to the wonder and the awesomeness, of God, um, He's He's bigger than any problem, and I can wait on Lord. I can wait on you, Lord, to uh, figure my little problem out. Because how wondrous are your works? That's really what I want people to go away with whenever they plug into Sunday mornings with Pamela. Come feeling like God is an amazing God, and I'm just mm. blessed that He um, He's asked me. To do this project, it came in my heart two years ago, and just this past summer, he said he. This first thing I had in my ear one morning, and I said, "Lord, can I do it now? Can I do it now?" <laughs> and he said, "Yes." So here we are, January 2024. And if you would like to, if this, if you, if you dug anything that I said, if it resonated with you in any way, please reach out. I would love to talk to you on Sunday mornings with Pamela. Cummings
0: it would it would be an honor. I I have so enjoyed our conversation. I wish that we had more time. Um, I'm watching the clock tick away. I'm thinking, oh man, I don't want it to end.
1: Okay, one more um, one more quick question. I won't be long-winded.
0: Go for it. No, well, you, okay. You asked me. Ask okay. me. Well, I I really want to learn more about curated spaces. Um talk a little bit about the the services you provide there okay. and why somebody would want to reach out to you. To employ the services of Curated Spaces LLC.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Curated Spaces is me. It's a fusion of everything that I believe God has given me. It has three categories content, style, and decor. And so, uh, in the spiritual space, I have content if you are a minister and you are young and just beginning or you want to be a motivational speaker, whatever, and you don't know how to curate that content to be able to leave your audience with a lasting impression and a, um, a prompt to move and act, spirit, uh, spiritual content is for you. If you're looking for that spiritual growth, spiritual growth is for you. If you're looking for, um, hey, how do I know what I'm supposed to be doing for God? Then, Destiny Chaser to self help is for you. Spiritual content, spiritual growth, if that's what you're desiring, you would find something under uh, curated Christian journals under the content page. Um, if you are needing a space that's yours, curated just for you, because it feels so good. I'm an interior designer. You can reach out to me for your interior, uh, your design spaces. I do churches, I do commercial, I do residential, uh, and it won't be my taste. It'll be yours. It'll be curated just for you. And on my website, Curated Spaces, LLC, you'll find anything else in between. If you just need a good uplifting word, I have a blog as well.
0: I I love that Pamela. Thank you for sharing. I I've, I've got to ask you one more question because I because I already think I know the answer and I love the answer so much. What is a destiny chaser to you? I mean, can you just give us 30 60 seconds on destiny chasers?
1: A destiny chaser is one who has made up their mind to chase the thoughts and the plans that God has for them that they will walk according to that in this journey that they have. That's a destiny chaser
0: is is there anything more satisfying than discovering your destiny and mm-hmm. and being in the midst of where you're supposed to be
1: no it is not and some people find it the hardest thing I have many people tell me that's why I had to do a cohort they couldn't get past chapter one because they've never sat with themselves long enough to know what that is so hopefully the book will be able to help walk individuals who are still struggling and stuck, stuck in that place. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That's why the Lord had me to write that book. But, um, for me, yes, every day I know who I am. Tell us where,
0: tell us where we can get a copy of that book and all of all of the other content you've created.
1: You can go to, uh, curated spaces, LLC. You'll find destiny chaser there. You can go on Amazon and find Destiny Chaser. Um, but uh, all, everything that I have available, I've put it all under one umbrella, curatedspacesllc.com.
0: Amen. Pastor Pamela Cohn, such an honor, such a privilege having you on, getting to know you today. And of course, highlighting your business and your ministry. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor.
1: Thank you for having me. I've totally enjoyed our conversation and our time together. Thank you. Yeah.